One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the podcast that turns musical memories and the stories they're attached to into biographical audio sketches of our guests. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. Our guest today is Tessa LaSage. Tessa's been the Director of Social Innovation and Sustainability at the Southwest Florida Community Foundation for the past five years or so. That basically means she works to establish partnerships with government and businesses to encourage collaboration, innovation, and measurable impact around this region's most pressing issues. She also leads the foundation's grant making scholarships and sustainability initiatives teams including what's called the future makers coalition which is a regional initiative focused on transforming this area's workforce prior to joining the foundation tessa was the first sustainability director for the lee county board of county commissioners in her time at the county she helped implement the complete streets initiative which aimed to enhance bike and pedestrian access and safety across the county she also assisted with amendments to the lee county comprehensive plan earned several grants and led the county's efforts to create a community-wide sustainability assessment and a nationally recognized comprehensive and measurable sustainability plan. I know Tessa and her two kids because she's good friends with a bunch of people I'm good friends with, but our actual conversation with each other time has actually been quite low up till now, so I'm looking forward to this chat that's starting right now. Hey there, Tessa. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So, you know, if, if, if somebody had said what one word would come to your brain if you think of Tesla Sage, it would be sustainability. And it was in your bio five times, or it was in the opener five times. <laughs> it's my favorite word. How did you get into that world? Like, when did that become a thing for you in, you know, in your life, you know, the policy stuff, the sustainability stuff? You know, I think it. I've always been a pretty big environmental person, but sustainability actually has grown to mean a lot more to me over the years. Um, and when I worked at Lee Mental Health, working with individuals who were living with severe and persistent mental illnesses, and we were trying every day to find them the things that they need and get them integrated back into the community, I started to realize all of the things that have to come together for for people to be able to thrive in a region. And that's when I started to think about sustainability because hmm. that's really what it is. So it wasn't like what you went to school for or, you know, necessarily. Um, no, but a lot of the things I went to school for sort of lead up to that, gotcha. that idea around um, creating more sustainable future, which requires the right balance of social, economic, and environmental yeah, yeah. resources. Uh, so what was the musical background of your childhood and where was that? So, um, you know, it's funny. I say I'm from Florida, and my family lived in Florida, but my mom and dad were relocated to Texas for a very, very short period of time, and I was actually born in Texas. Oh, so you're a Texan. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> I only lived in Texas for a few months. I don't remember it at all, and we moved back to the other coast, so we were in the Miami area oh, okay. until I was about three, and when we moved to Fort Myers. So, oh, so you've been here a long time. Oh, yeah. I, this is pretty much what I remember, minus the memories of being inside my house in on the other coast. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, the musical background <laughs> is like Sesame Street when I was really little. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of memories when I was little because that was the time that I was with my dad. My mom and dad split up. That's why we move oh, over okay. here. Okay, gotcha. Um, but Sesame Street, the Muppets, Mr. Rogers, you know, all of those things. Um, we have 
a picture of me when I was little in a walker with giant headphones on, and I apparently I liked the music from a very young age. Was there music being played around you on instruments and things like that? No, not when I, not at that time. When I once we moved over here and um, my mom got her own place. We lived with my grandparents for a while. Um, when she got her own place, she I remember she had this giant record player. It was the it was like to me it was almost like a two story record player. Right. Um, and she would play a lot of music that included things like um, Barbra Streisand mm-hmm. and Neil Diamond mm-hmm. and Barry Manilow. Yeah, just like my mom. Yeah. That, that was the musical background of yeah. my childhood. <laughs> yep. So that's what it was. Um, uh, where in Fort Myers, like, were you geographically? I don't know. I Most always people... lived in 33919. Okay. So Cypress Lake Drive. Gotcha. Uh, so College Park. used to call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always. Uh, can you remember the first music that you owned yourself? The first music that I owned, my mom might debate me on this, but we had a Whitney Houston record that I pretty much adopted as my own. Um The first CD that I had was Debbie Gibson. Super cool. Which which, what songs would those have been? Oh boy! And this is the problem. Think like it's right on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, I know, I know it. Oh gosh, I probably should have researched this before. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) Richard, pull up the most popular Debbie Gibson song and give us to a few minutes or a few seconds, however fast it is. Um, Earliest musical memory you can conjure? Um. So foolish beat. (laughs) <laughs> Only in my dreams, lost oh, in your eyes. See, shake your oh. love. We could be together. Amazing. <laughs> no more rhyme. Uh, I could see the outfit she would wear. Electric youth. <laughs> yeah, I like this. I don't have to Google with this guy in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's our he's yeah. our brain extension in it's here. So amazing. So uh, earliest musical memory. Earliest musical memory. I mean, those. So I have the memories of. Oh, obviously those shows that I used to watch yeah, at Sesame my house Street stuff and when like I was little. Um, but then probably like the the things that I actually like I'm sure they're my memories and not just integrated with stories because I think that sometimes our memories become sort of what our parents tell us Absolutely, to. Absolutely, yeah. Um, are, are really listening to some of that Neil Diamond. And, right. Um, I remember my mom just really loved Barbara Streisand and I that was the one that I could connect to the least I think. Um, but then recently I watched uh, A Star is a Star Born, is born the, right. the version with her in it. And oh. I was like, oh, I kind of get it now. She was yeah. pretty talented. Oh, no, so. yeah. She was super talented. Super talented. And my mom, yeah, that's really what we listen to on road trips and around the house. And I have all that in my head, whether yeah. I like it or not. Do you listen to any of that? Did any of that stick with you, that, that stuff? I mean, do you have on your iPad or iPhone or whatever you listen to music on? Like Neil not, Diamond or Barbara Streisand? Um, not really. But if I hear it, I get... You know, when I was little, I really did like Barry Manilow and Neil Diamond with the, when my mom would listen to it. And then I think I even probably listened to it on my own. I don't listen to it now, but I I definitely can feel that old memory. Right. Those emotions come back up. Would that be a time that music moved you when you were a kid? I think I started to get into it then. I'm a really big lyrics person. Okay. Um, I like went through this huge phase of interpreting songs, you know, right. and all this stuff. <laughs> and uh, and so I think that some – I remember some of the song's words um, and me just really thinking that it was very poetic or like mm-hmm. trying, to, trying to figure out how you write something like that. Hmm. So. Did you ever write poetry? I did. I used to write all kinds of stuff. Yeah? Like really embarrassing stuff. Used to? 
I don't do that anymore now. You ought to. <laughs> I, I really, I really wish that I did a little bit more. I was very creative for a long time in like on the side. Now my creativity comes more in sort of like some of the work that I do. It right. doesn't come out like art, but it's art to me. Yeah, no. So. Hey, amen to that. Um, what about playing music in your life? Have you ever been a musician of any kind? The recorder. Okay. Um, very, a lot of talent there. Hot cross buns. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always wanted to be in the band. I wanted to I, – I remember at one point I wanted a guitar. Um, I wanted to play, uh, I think, the clarinet, but it just really wasn't in the cards for me. My mom was a single mom. She just couldn't swing it, so we just didn't do it. I always, But I remember for a long time over the years I would ask to be in the band. Um so no, I never really learned it. Uh, learned to play anything. What just about the your, recorder. What about your kids? Are they doing anything? I, so they Penelope both does something. Yeah, I just had my memory yesterday on Facebook yeah. was the picture of Gwen and Emerson and her and Eliza yeah. standing against the brick wall at Tanglewood after yeah with the violin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they both are actually super musically inclined, um, and they. But she started playing the violin when she was three. Uh, we were at the Alliance at the. Um, and this is my problem. I always forget the names of things. Don't kill me, Lydia. But the um, the day where you guys have the arts all set up outside. Fall for the arts. Fall for the arts. And there, she like immediately found the violin. And so we did some classes at the Alliance and then she started taking them at Tanglewood and then Miles took them. Um, but they both have kind of just decided not to do that now. Hmm. Um, both totally into music, just not into playing it at the moment. Gotcha. Well, it is time for your song number one. Yeah. What is it? Why is it? Story first, story after, up to you. Yeah. So, well, it's Rainbow Connection, which is, I'm telling you, the Muppets were a big is that thing that frog for song? Me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, and it's funny, the reason why I probably thought of it, because it hasn't been too long. I have satellite radio now. I didn't have it before. And I, I do like the coffee house, even though my kids hate it. And I heard a remake or a cover of this song, and I remembered how much I loved it. And it does remind me of... Being in my house um, when I was little and we were still living with my dad. Um, but then also it's like – and this is funny because as we were – as I was getting ready for this show and picking my three songs, which was really hard by the way. And these are you're not welcome. my – These are not my three favorite songs but either. Right, so right. anybody who's thinking that they are, you're wrong. Um, but I started to realize that all of the songs that I picked or – so have, have been in my life more than one time. So there's something that came that I that were in my life at, at a younger age, and then they've come back they resurfaced once somehow. or twice. Resurfaced, that's the perfect word. So I heard Rainbow Connection, some acoustic version of it on the coffee house, and I just was immediately flooded with some of those memories of um, of being over in that on the other coast with my dad and and just hearing stories about being my younger life with my um with my parents together in the house there but then also that stayed with me because when we moved back over here we lived with my grandparents for a while and my mom got a job where she had to work midnights and so we were with my grandparents a lot and um watching muppet movies and things like that there it's it stuck with me and then more recently, um, when my not and actually I just got my Facebook memory from ten years ago, and it was just baby Penelope. But um, so in the last decade, I purchased the original uh, Muppets show DVD 
collection when Penelope oh, right. was little. Oh, right, the Muppet Show, right? The yeah, Muppet yeah, Show. Yeah. Ah! Oh, my gosh. And so both of my kids were totally into it. They they loved Menomina. I don't know. I mean, yeah. that is – that'll get stuck in your head. It's already there. Yeah. So we watched – so we watched it again with my kids, and they just – they loved it. And so it was really just interesting to me when I was thinking about that song – how many times it does ha, has resurfaced in my life. And it's just a song about dreaming and wonder. It reminds me of the environment, which is my, you know, my real passion. Right. So, um, so yeah, I love it. All right. Let's, let's hear and it. And I this haven't is, heard it in a while. And I haven't heard it in a while either. I'm looking forward to it. This is Rainbow Connection from the 1979 film The Muppet Movie. The lovers, the dreamers, and me. What's that make you feel? It definitely makes me, reminds me of being a kid. And it makes me think about some of the things that you sometimes lose growing up, like that wonder and the magic and all that. And it also made me laugh, that like little echoey sound of yeah, his voice. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so, yeah, it's, it was, it, it's definitely something that strikes up some memories. It's just so unabashedly innocent yep. and like so on the head, but – like in a cool way, you know what I mean? I think anyway. I think and, more people should sing it. Well, yeah, and you know, and it, it, what it re- sort of reminded me of was, you know, one of Lydia's songs was "The House on Pooh Corner." Yes, and it's sort of the same thing. It's like you know, we need more of the Pooh yeah. Kermit energy mm-hmm. in our now because it seems corny, but you know, so is like being kind and honest and things yeah. like that. So you know, yeah. I'm all for it. I'm so a- thanks for bringing that back yeah. because I haven't heard that song in a long time. Well, thanks for asking me to do Ma- it. So I made me of feel it. really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, uh, uh, how old were you when your parents split? Were you little, little? Yeah, I was three, four. My mom was pregnant with my sister. Um, it was an interest. That's an interesting story because my dad is actually from Pakistan. Okay. And my mom is from Ohio. Okay. She's blonde hair, blue eye, and he's. He's definitely uh, not. Not so. That's why I look the way there. You know, there were years where I was like, I have to be adopted. Um, but yeah, so he actually had um, an arranged marriage and uh, married my mom. Came over here, went to school for a little bit. Um, married my mom. They met. They had me, and then the family came. And basically, it's really funny because you know how does a person from Ohio wind up in an arranged yeah, marriage a, with a no, person. No, she wasn't arranged. Oh, oh she, He broke marriage. the rules. He broke oh, the rules. Oh, he went for your mom because she was so great and yeah. then it wasn't arranged and then he got in and trouble. Then it, oh, yeah. Oh. And then his mom came over and was like, none of that. Oh. So it was really, it's a weird <laughs> story. Uh, but it, it's, it is what it is. And it was not, it was definitely, uh, you know, I think a lot of it, I, I, I wanted a dad, obviously. And so growing up without him was an interesting thing um, because I think I've tried so hard to hold on to so many memories from that short time, but you don't really form a lot of long-term memories at that age. And so some of it I feel like I've maybe dreamt up a little bit. Sure. But the basics of the story are what they are. And so he did. He he married his arranged marriage. Um, He got married as he was supposed to. My mom and dad divorced. And um, we kept in touch for a few years. And periodically, we'll he- I'll hear from him, um, but we don't have a relationship much at all. So, mm. but it is it's a it's a strange, interesting, interesting story. Um, so, where does music fit into your life in normal like your day to day? Oh my gosh, 
everywhere, some everywhere. places, everywhere? Yeah. And yeah. so besides satellite radio, how's it making it to yeah, your brain? Yeah, satellite radio is actually not my favorite. <laughs> but That's just um, – I just happen to have it. Um, well, today, nowadays, it's those two kids of mine. I, that, I had that written into the script. <laughs> I mean, I listen to stuff now that they, they're picking the soundtrack. That of I y'all's never life. in my life would have thought that I listened to. Um, we do. We listen to a lot of musicals. Um, I listen to a lot of pop music, but they all they also like to listen to some pretty cool stuff. We listen to a lot of Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of run our life like a musical. Like I'll pretty much <laughs> sing about anything in the house. Now I am not a good singer and I'm not singing, so don't even bother asking. Before but, the end of this episode, you'll sing. But <laughs> I will take any song and turn it into something about what's actually happening, <laughs> whether it's cooking, doing laundry, no one wanting to do chores, you know, that sort of is thing. Is there a musical that has risen to the top right now for you guys? I know, you know, Hamilton was probably oh, there gosh. for a while. But, yeah, with Gwen, it's always – she's always pulling in something new and showing me musicals. Yeah. Is there anything that's current? Well, we actually just saw Hamilton. Oh, okay. So um, we were super Where was lucky. That? It was in New York City. Oh, jealous. We saw it at the Richard Rogers Theater. We won. I won a lottery, which is like I don't ever win anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I won a lottery and was able to get us tickets, the most amazing tickets. But it was um, on January 2nd. So we were up there for New Year's, oh, which wow. was such a cool experience. Um, so Hamilton is – pretty high on the list but um you know we we watched we have listened to rent we've mm-hmm. gone kind of like backwards and listened to some old ones yeah yeah um penelope and miles are super cool about being open to listening to old things but i will tell you right now it's it's not a musical but it's all about queen right yeah is that did you bring that to them did they find they it because the of the movie. biopic oh <laughs> yeah that's great i mean i grew up with a lot of queen around me and i've always been a big queen fan and yeah. then gwen never really cared and then I, we went and saw the movie and she's like oh my god and yeah. not that she's listening to a whole bunch of queen because she's mostly just musicals yeah. um stuff like that do they ever have like songs that they know and you're like how do you even know that yes. song isn't that weird Every how that happens day. yeah I, I said where do you listen to this i know i remember especially at that younger age she'd be like eight and she'd be singing some pop song and I'd be like I feel like between me your your mom and I we've got control over your ears and yet you still know these things they must hear it at school I have I don't I don't understand it um but I am never I I can never it's always a shock to me yeah it's never normal for me to like turn on the radio and I see this song there was some song about being psycho or something the other day some pop song like and satellite radio plays the same songs over and over again so but I would normally turn it, but she's like, "No, that's a really good song." And she's back there. She knows. I mean, she doesn't just know the chorus. She knows. Yeah, every exactly. Word. Yeah, like I, I still think they're beaming it into their heads. Yeah. Um, what about music that, like, like a CD or a vinyl or something like that? Do yeah. you still have those? Do you still do those, or are you mm. pure digital now? You seem like you might be pure digital. I'm pure digital. I don't. I I don't have a lot of CDs. I do actually have my old like CD books. Um, so you still you still own them? Yeah, they're somewhere. I think they're in a box in the garage, but I don't I don't ever really use them. Um, so it's mostly Apple Music. I do I do make it so that I can listen to whatever because um, we get a lot of really crazy ideas when we reminisce about songs. Um, the kids and Brent and I, when we you know we music is really 
a lot of what we do. And we do in the car, like who gets to play DJ, and we okay. rotate it with the phone. So. Singing. You said you're not really a good singer. Are you, are you a karaoke-er? Oh, heck no. Why? I love to watch karaoke. Well, I don't love to watch it, but over the years, I've watched a lot of karaoke. <laughs> karaoke is um, a spectator sport. I did, I did sing karaoke one time, and it was to get my friend to let me leave a place in Indianapolis. Oh, like yeah. Uh, I was like, if I sing, can we please go? What'd you sing? Um, I'm just a girl. Oh. My no doubt. Oh, yeah. I can, I can see that. Um, With my purse and my jacket on, ready to go. Right, yeah. I'm just a girl who's going to leave I here need soon. To leave. <laughs> That's how desperate I was. Uh, uh, did, was, it, was it frightening to you or was it like easy? You know what I mean? Like, um, do you not sing in front of people because you're shy or do you not sing in front of people because you just don't care to? Where does that, you know? I don't know that anyone would describe me as shy. Right. But I am. I don't. Even, I don't know what the word is. I just don't do that. I I sing all the time at my house. I sing. If you you see me in my car, you might think that I'm like talking on Bluetooth. I'm actually like screaming singing. I just don't do it in front of people. I don't know. Okay. It's just not my thing. Okay. Well, um, it's time to move on to song number two. And I don't think I probably am not a very good singer. So that's probably also. <laughs> what's, your, what's your What's your favorite like beltiest in the car song? Oh my god. Um. Right now, especially with my daughter, we belt out Shallow. What's that? The song by Lady Gaga and oh, Bradley you, you, Cooper. You, you, like, like, I know that. We, you just, oh, you only listen to musicals. That's right. Well, no, Mike only to... likes Lady Gaga before she was Lady Gaga. Yeah, uh, I only like Lady Gaga before she... Well sh- put, Richard. That's exactly You should know right. that, but apparently if you're only listening to mu- musicals. Well, no. Uh, well, no, I don't even listen to musicals. I just hear what Gwen's playing. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, So yeah. this is my but life, But I didn't too. see the Star is Born movie, even though oh, like, I'm a big fan of Lady Gaga before she was Lady Gaga, and then some of when she is Lady Gaga. It's weird. I don't know. I, I feel like her that Joanne album is really good. I haven't really ever like. I don't even know if I can. I guess I know a few of her songs. It's just weird that you know. Yeah. I am. I as for somebody who hosts a, a show that's based on music, yeah. I have very little knowledge of what's going on in the world musically. I don't get a lot of choices, but my daughter keeps me up on what's super cool and hip. Uh, okay, back to song number two. Okay, what is it? It's Counting Crows. Mm-hmm. And it's A Murder of One, mm-hmm. which I could have been any song Okay, by Counting Crows. Okay. I love the Counting Crows. I don't know if I know this song. I'm sure once I hear it, I'll probably know it, but it's because it's off their big album. But, mm-hmm. but you know, but why did you pick this one? Um, well, I picked it because this is actually – well, I couldn't really pick a favorite Counting Crows songs, but this is up there. Um, but this song reminds me uh, – well, actually, the album reminds me of um, – you know, having grown up my whole life basically in Florida, minus that tiny stint in Texas. Um, we, you know, live in the flattest part of the state. Yeah. And we didn't really leave a lot. You know, my mom was single mom. She worked midnights at the police station. And it was kind of just like, you know, getting getting by basically. Um, and we did, a, we did go a few places, but never really north of Orlando and um, – my mom, I, when I was getting ready to go to thinking about going to college, which is pretty new concept for my family. I was first generation hmm. college student. Um, so my decision making process was very intuitive based on absolutely no good information. Right. Essentially. <laughs> right. Um, and so my mom said that she would take me to see some schools and she drew like an imaginary line because I really wanted to leave Florida. I just – 
So she kind of said, we can go this far north. We'll, we'll go no farther north than the top of North Carolina. Okay. And so I picked a whole bunch of places in between, but we got about to Ocala, and my sister and I were like, wow, these are like mountains. <laughs> and Where you finally get to see a little are, bit of a roll. Yeah, yeah. Florida problems, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my mom was just like, these aren't mountains. And we, you know, we were like, they seem like mountains, right? And so she said, you know what? Let's see mountains. And so we, she used a map, like a paper map. <laughs> like for the crinkly parts. Yeah, and <laughs> changed our whole route. And we went through the Blue Ridge Mountains. Mm. And it was just such a neat experience. It was so impulsive. And I have such uh, vivid memories of how, like, how, the, how the air felt. Mm-hmm. and How like blue the sky yes, was. And, yes. yeah. and, and I was really only used to Florida's environment, which, you know, we have a lot of people that visit here and they don't necessarily understand. Like, of course, the beach is beautiful, but like the scratchy interior parts yeah, the, of Florida. The, the, like the, the, the humid, buggy, yeah, scratchy. Yeah, and the, like, the things that just aren't, they're not big, beautiful trees all the time. It's just, it's others. It's Florida, right? It's the Everglades. To me, it's beautiful. It's what I'm used to. But when I saw what it looked like in those mountains, it's just like, it was just such an amazing feeling. And the whole way, we listened to the Counting Crows. Hmm. And um, so it could have been any song off of this album. And again, this song has come back to my life so many times. Um, Brent and I listen to The Counting Crows uh, all the time. This old stuff, we just play it over and over again. And then for my birthday a couple of years ago, they were doing a um, like a fundraising event over in Miami. And so we drove over there. It was at the end of a race. Um, and they played like eight of their – if I could have picked eight songs, it was like it's like the mixtape. Yeah, and there are so few people there. It was just so awesome. They, and I, you know, hadn't seen them in years. It was funny when I was in college. I actually ended up in Boston, so the line <laughs> the line was it not, didn't not, work. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I lived in this apartment on Commonwealth Avenue, and there was this super cool guy that used to sit out on the steps when I'd get off the tee, and I'd walk up the little hill, and there were steps that I had to pass to get to my apartment building. And I swore that it was Adam Duritz from Counting Crows, but I was way too – like I was never going to ask him. Yeah. But he looked just like him. So, I, I mean, this is just like this Counting Crows thing. And if it came on today, I could listen to the whole thing. Like I don't ever turn away from the Counting Crows. They're your favorite band? Um, they're up there. Mm. Okay. It's hard to pick favorites. Time to listen to it. I can't wait to see how well I know it because I bet it's in there. This is A Murder of One by the Counting Crows from the 1995 debut album, August and Everything Happened. And those guys are poetic. Yes. You know, I remember that song, but I don't think I ever listened to it as closely as I just did. Yeah. It's like, man. Good words. Yeah. And they were right. That's 95. So they were like right up against like Pearl Jam and Nirvana yeah. and all that stuff, which oh, at the I time. I that too. Man. But they're just a little different. You know, oh I yeah, love no, the they're words. yeah, no, they're 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 kind of one of those bands that kind of just stands out on their own to yeah. me. You know what I mean? Yeah, Have their and, own sound, their own groove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting because the the words are so good, and you can just sort of tell some of his struggles. Like he has a he has some mental health issues, and I just feel like people can relate to those words. Mm. But like I said, I'm a big words person. So. Right. And I love that there's a perfectness inside you sleeping underneath your skin. I just love that. Hmm. I, I, like, I mean, 
it's poetry. Yeah, absolutely. Were there any other random memories that popped into your head while listening to that other than, you know, seeing them recently and driving with your mom? It's a feeling, I guess. Um, But also I think – funny thing, the way those two songs that I've chosen so far now hearing them back to back, um, they both just sort of remind you of things that you – need to keep in mind as you go through your life, right? Right. So there's like that magic and wonder that you have when you're a kid and how do you keep that innocence as you get older? And then this one is this, you don't want to waste your life. Yeah. Um, and so it's important to be open and to recognize that who you are is um, is perfect just the way that it, hmm. just the way that you are. And I like the wordplay of the title, a murder of one. So a murder of crows would be a bunch of crows, yeah. but I think they're trying to say it's yeah. like about. I yeah, know. I never actually. That's really funny. I never thought about the title before. Yeah, and I think it's funny that they say the name of their band. I know in the song, right. and it still sounds cool. Yeah. Hmm. Um, are they still making new music? Um, that you're aware of. They have had an album come out. Uh, I'm not sure timing wise because I. Um, but I remember when we went to go see them that we did see that there was something else, but I hadn't really, I haven't really listened to the. You should check that out. It I might totally be really should. good. You I know? totally should. Um, what about dancing? Are you a dancer? That's funny. I used to be such a dance. Listen to me. I'm like, this is like therapy. Yeah. I used to be such a dancer. We'll send you a bill. <laughs> <laughs> they uh they did release a new album this year in January. Oh, okay. Uh, a new newly recorded version of August and Everything After. <gasps> what? Performed with the London Symphony Orchestra. You're kidding me. Oh my god. I just got a chill. How do you not know that? I don't know cuz my kid doesn't <laughs> listen to it. Pull up that song, Richard, and, and play us a little bit right, of what so. it sounds like with the London Symphony Orchestra. Okay, back to your dancing while we wait for yeah. that. Um, well, I used to – I wanted to go take dance classes when I was young because a lot of my friends did. And I used to go to all of their dance recitals with their parents because, <laughs> right. again, it was that like my mom couldn't necessarily make that happen for me. But um, so – but I definitely had some rhythm, I guess, and was able to pick up some – moves from television so oh. I changed my spots over Look at what we find yeah, on this that's show. Awesome. I love where Thank we, you. we just go wherever we want to go. So so you did do some dancing, but it was yeah. all on your own terms. It was on my own terms, so it was probably pretty silly. Um, in college I went out dancing all the time. Okay. And now I pretty much just dance, you know. Oh, What about uh, slow dance as a kid? Yeah. Do you remember, like, you know, middle school, uh, high school for slow dance, maybe what was playing? Just the I think I might remember my dress. In August, I don't think it was just August. Everything after on like a on like a score sheet, like on a music. Yeah, no, I don't. No. I don't really remember slow dancing. That's yeah, okay. Um, yeah, besides seeing Kevin Crows recently, have the uh, live musical that are sort of uh, pinnacle. Well, you know, grew up here, so there was never any right. concerts. Had to go to Tampa or Miami or <clears throat> Fort Lauderdale. When I went to Boston, that's all I did. Right. So the first band I ever got to see, which was, you know, pretty late for seeing them the first time, was R.E.M. That was like your first concert? That was my first concert. Wow. Well, I mean, uh, uh, my mom told me that I, she took me to see Barry Manilow, which I do not remember. Wow. 
I don't remember that at all. She said that he was in Fort Myers, which I don't I, – I don't know. I don't know. He I don't remember the Lee that. Civic Center? That seems <laughs> – <laughs> So, but um, – but yeah, I saw REM. I saw Radiohead several times. Tori Amos, I saw many times. One oh. time I saw her in a place with like 99 other people and basically stood outside and begged to go in. She came under a fake name as oh, she really? was releasing a new album. Oh, really? It's like one of those little sideshows. Yeah. yeah, it was so cool. Ani DeFranco, I've seen a bunch oh, of times. Oh, really? John Davis gets to interview her next week. No way. Yeah, she has a new book. Oh, anyway, my gosh. random aside. <laughs> I, huge Ani fan. Um, I don't know. I used to follow this little local band around in Boston, too, which was hard because they were from Rhode Island and I didn't have a car. So I'd borrow cars to go see them. Um, played a lot of folk music. Who were they? Uh, it was called Dahlia Band. Hmm. And it um, Patrick McAloon was the lead singer. Uh, but he that's actually um, how I learned of Ani DeFranco in the first place because he used to cover Ani DeFranco songs. Oh, right. And, um, what years were you in Boston? What years? Yeah. Like what time um, frame was that? 96, 97. Okay. Did you ever come across Moxie Fruvis? Uh-uh. Yeah, they used to play Boston some. They're a Canadian oh, band. Oh, okay. Like. Anyway. Yeah, so. Thought maybe there was a chance. I saw the Counting Crows for the first time there. And Cake opened up. Oh, them. I got to see Cake in Orlando. They once. made me laugh. I'd never heard of them before. I enjoyed them so much. They are so good live. Black Crows are amazing live. Mm-hmm. So, hey, yeah. Uh, Pat- I mean. Patrick I- McAloon. And his daughter went on The Voice. Did they? I think so. <laughs> Rhode Island. Yeah, so RISD. went him. to RISD. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, you, this is great. Like, I don't have to Google anything. I can just yeah, come in here. Yeah, it's like the future. Yeah, you know, it's like, amazing. Someday we'll all have a Richard in our head. Yeah, that would be so, that's <laughs> true. That's a little scary. But. Um, okay, uh, do you have any team, TV theme songs that are, like, stuck in your brain that you'd like to sing with us? Well, the funny part about that is my t- the TV theme song that's stuck in my head is the song that I, like, turn off every time that I hear it. Which is what? The Friends. Friends. <laughs> and listen, I love Friends. It's I watch, I just finished watching Friends again for, like, the bazillionth time. It's the best, like, forget your day sort of show, and it makes me laugh no matter what. But, but I have to skip it. But you're not going to be there for you? <laughs> no, I have to skip it. I just can't. I can't take it, and I can't listen to it. Well, you know, and it's got the TV. Th- its theme is like a song that you will run into otherwise. That's what I mean. It comes yeah, on yeah, the radio. Yeah, yeah. I can't. So I can't. what about? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Skip. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, we talked about Broadway musicals. What about movie musicals? Movie musicals. Well, I just, of course, saw the Mary Poppins remake. Yeah, what'd you think? I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. We went to go, we went to see uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, of course, but I'll tell you what, Emily Blunt was just really, uh, just amazing in it. So, um, what else? When I was little, I watched Annie all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, all the that's time. one that I saw definitely. Yeah. yeah, there was that time in the eight, like the eight, late eighties, early nineties, when HBO would play all that stuff just all the time. Yeah, so you could just watch that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Um, are there any modern mainstream bands that are like really mainstream that you're really into? Um, well, or, I don't, I don't know how mainstream. Bands. I I just I did actually go see Florence and the Machine okay. with my sister uh, three years ago for while well, we were up there for my nephew's birthday, and she was amazing. Um, I would really like to see Mumford and Son. Okay, 
but uh, you know, I, but really the bands. My kids don't seem to listen to bands. Um, the bands that I like are the ones that I used to listen to all the time. Like right. I totally go see Dave Matthews any day of the week. I've seen him a bazillion times. I just think they're great. Um, but I'm trying to think if there's if there's something else. I don't think so that I can think of. That's okay. Um, It is time for song number three. No, song number three. So I didn't mention this when I was talking about shows that I've seen. It's the Dixie Chicks. Um, The Long Way, just because I had to pick a song. But this is funny because – well, it's funny to me. I don't know if it will be funny to anybody else. Um, But like growing up, I really didn't like country music. I mean like I would actually – You actively did not like it. I said I hate country music. Um, which is, I come to find, not exactly true. It's still not my choice. I can't listen to like a radio, country radio station. But there are some country songs that I like. But um, one day my sister and I, and this was post-college, we came home. She was living with her boyfriend who is now her husband. And we came home from shopping or something. And we come into the apartment and the Dixie Chicks are blaring so loud. And he's in there by himself. And he, of course, was not expecting us. And I mean, you th- caught him listening yeah. to Dixie. Chicks. Yeah, this is like he lis- he watches WWE. He's you know he was um, working for Firefighter. He was just like a he can fix anything around the house. And here he is rocking out to like wide open spaces by the Dixie <laughs> Chicks. And we were making fun of him because we yeah. thought it was hilarious. And he said – and he, it was – actually, he had made a mix for himself that he called the Dixie Mix. Wow. <clears throat> and so he gave it to us. He gave us both a copy. And I don't know why because I wasn't usually very agreeable to listening to something else that someone gave me. But I did. I listened to it. And I ended up copying it and giving it to wow. the people that I worked with. It went viral. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And um, I loved it. I loved it. And I had remembered, like, seeing them on Regis and Kelly one time. And I just was not even slightly impressed because they were getting, like, tattoos of chick feet prints for every hit that they had or something. And I was like, oh, you know, country music. (laughs) But then I I was just in love with this Dixie Mix, which is homemade Dixie Mix. And – I, because I was a case. My first job was a case manager with Lee Mental Health, and so I would have to drive around and do home visits and things like that. And I would listen, <laughs> listen to that Dixie mix, and I, I loved it. I would cry, like traveling soldier and things like. I mean, it just made me cry. I loved it so much. Um, and then she did what she did. Natalie Maines did her thing with President Bush, and caused all that uproar. And then they came out with that album after the fact, um, the song Not Ready to Make Nice and all that. And and then I suddenly had a whole new respect for, like, how brave they were Mm -hmm. Um, and just sort of stepping up. It didn't seem – I mean, I had obviously grown to respect them, but then that whole, like, being thrown into the political world when you're – I don't think that that's necessarily what they were intending to do. I don't know. But it just interested me and made me even more interested in them. And then they they kind of stopped doing things and I never got to see them. And then they came out for their, with their tour um, in, I think, 2016. And 
I decided that I was going to make my kids' first concert, the Dixie Chicks. Oh, yeah? Because that seemed cool. But Brent and I decided that we were going to try to pretend like we were really young because, you know, I <laughs> <laughs> and we were going to see them two nights in a row. But two nights in a row means Tampa uh-huh. and Miami. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to die. Like, it was a total full circle of how old I am because I was so exhausted after the first one. That, and I had to drive home from Tampa, pick up the kids, take the kids to Miami. Gotcha. For their... So you guys went and saw them in Tampa, and then you were going to go all go. Then we see came them. back and got the kids and went into <laughs> to Miami. Um, it was exhausting, but I will tell you, it was so much fun. I don't think the kids will ever forget it. It was such a nice atmosphere. The people were all really super cool and friendly. The kids, everyone, all of us got cowboy hats and Penelope was wearing like her shorts with her cowboy boots and um, and they were playing great music. We were on the lawn. They were playing great music before the show and the kids just had a blast. They loved it and we listened to it the whole way there and the whole way back and they had all these interpretations of the songs. Miles even was really just so funny about his some of his interpretations. And it was just a really great memory. And I think about how my first concert memory is. And I'm so happy that I was able to do that for them. Hmm. Uh, still got that Dixie mix anywhere? I bet I could find it. Probably in one of those CD cases you talked about. It is. It's a pink case. It's in there. Yeah, go find it. Uh, Okay, this is uh, the, The Long Way Around by the Dixie Chicks from their 2006 album, Taking the Long Way. They play that song in Miami? They did. Yeah? And Tampa. Why did you pick that particular song? Because it reminds me of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to ask as I listened to it. I've never heard that song before. I was just listening yeah. to it. What about your life does it remind you of? I disrupt a lot. Yeah. I, and you don't necessarily take the easy way. Never have. Because the easy way is the convenient way, and the convenient way is the not sustainable way. And whenever I get— Am I overstating it? No, that's true. <laughs> and whenever I get frustrated, which I do because, you know, I consider my— what I do is change making. I try to make a positive impact. And so I kind of am a bit of a disruptor. I always have been. And even when I wasn't asked to be. And so that's been sort of, I've done it in my personal life. I've done it in my professional life. And um, and I even get mad at myself sometimes for doing it because it's not an easy way to be. Um and so, but when I listen to that song, it makes me feel better about it. <laughs> I don't know why. I really love the, um, of course, the kissing the. I don't. I'm sure I'm not allowed to swear on here, but yes, you are. Okay, so to swear kissing the asses. I That's love not that even part. Swearing. Come on, true, but you know, I don't know. And then, and my kids would yell language. And then um, the second part is when she says, "I fought with a stranger and I met myself." Um, I open my mouth and I heard myself. It can get pretty lonely when you show yourself. Like that just reminds me of hmm. sort of the road that I've taken many times so far. I thought it was funny too. At the beginning there, she talks about being in the same zip code. I know. And that's, you just said that. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, no, now I'm in 33901. Oh, okay. So you moved a half yeah, mile away. <laughs> I did. I did. Oh, uh, what was your process for coming down to three songs? And was there a fourth song? Oh yeah, there was there were lots of fourth there was songs. a fourth and a fifth song, and there were I mean like it really struggled with not picking favorite songs because favorite I don't necessarily have a story for every favorite song, right? Right. So that was hard for me, and I like so many different kinds of music, and I've changed so much the stuff that I've listened to, but I really did try to think of things that I had a story for. 
Um, but I had a fourth and a fifth song or tie for fourth and one was um, Big Yellow Taxi okay. by Joni Mitchell. I'm mm-hmm. a huge – I like folk music. I love Joni Mitchell. And Big Yellow Taxi is – it just – it speaks to me, mm-hmm. um, but I don't necessarily have a exactly. story. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's happening. That's uh, so. Um, and then the other one was, uh, and I, 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 I do have a story for this one, but I wanted to spare you all. And that is um, Cheryl Crow. Uh, shoot, no, I can't remember the name of it. I've thought of it so many times. Um, Soak Up the Sun. Mm -hmm. And that was playing when I had my second C-section with Miles, and I watched it. Wow. But I won't tell you the story because it's a little crazy. Well, you kind of already did. Yeah. So, but I won't get into the details of it, but it reminds me now of Miles. Like when I hear yeah. that song, I think it's so funny because my doctor just like, it was, it wasn't, my my first one was an emergency. The second one was then a forced planned. And I was cracking up at the music that she was listening to while she's doing this. So this was her choice of music. This was her. This was not my choice. Okay. No, but it, like the mm. songs that she was listening to, I was just, I was like, this is like, how does one choose this? But I guess like it's her day at work. Yeah, right? exactly. So it was very strange. But the so that song was like burned in my head. That's hilarious. Uh, what would your 14 year old self think of who you are now today? Hmm. That is a really good question. I didn't I I think I had really unrealistic expectations <laughs> of what I would be like. Um I don't know. I think in some ways my 14-year-old self would be impressed and think that I was kind of cool, but then in some ways would be like, "Wait a minute. Hmm. Why what do you Why don't you sing more and why don't you (laughs) do these things? (laughs) Ah, So it would be more about the creative stuff. I think so. I mean and other things too. But um, I think the biggest thing for me and which is funny because of the third song is I didn't want to end up here. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And that – yeah. Yeah. And so – but I'm glad that I'm here because this is where I grew up and I, I love that what I get to do is contribute in any way I can to make it a better yeah. place. That resonates with me because, you know, I grew up here and yeah. I wanted to leave and then I had this thing click where I was like, well, you know, I have a network here. I can make an impact here. Mm-hmm. Let me just focus on here. And that was a long time ago and yeah. I feel like, you know, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Um, are there any songs you'll avoid listening to for whatever reason? The Friends theme. Oh, yeah. Is that song it. called I'll Be There For You? Is that uh, the yeah. actual name I, of it? I think so, probably. Like, I can't do it. Any any others? Um, there are. Uh, there are songs. There are songs that are really, oh, this is this is terrible because these are some of these songs are songs I used to like. But like, and I feel terrible saying this, but um, "Fast Car" by Tracy Chapman. Okay, not a terrible song. No, but that I really... just heard it a bazillion yeah, times. Yeah, and there comes a point. Well, I can listen to a song many, many times, but there comes a point sometimes just with certain songs that it just crosses the line, and I gotta change it. I used that as a parting tune once because. It's sort of the same thing for me. My first job was at the McDonald's on 41, right where Hill Street meets 41. Yeah. 
And I worked in the kitchen and they had the music piped in and they'd play like the same 14 songs. And that song literally got played every mm-hmm. hour. I listened to that song hundreds of times mm-hmm. while making hamburgers Yeah, in 1987. Tom, Tom's <laughs> Diner, is that what it's called? The other, uh, I forget her name. Tom's Diner is like, what's his name? Maybe it's that's not the there's a I can't. Remember. Oh yeah 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 I know who you're talking about. Female. Yeah yeah I can hear it. I don't need to know it. That um, one too. Okay and then this is something that uh, you know I know you've listened to some of these but we've added this recently so this is going to put you on the spot. Can you name three people who you're going to recommend listen to this who you think we should pursue to sit in that chair? <laughs> Well, you got me with the first part. Who am I going to recommend listen to this? Yeah, I well, you're going to share it on Facebook and yeah, stuff for will, us, right? And then you can tag these three people. Share because it was like therapy, so I owe you. Yeah, it's not like um, therapy. It is therapy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, well, I actually, I think that Brent Kettler, I know I'll have him listen to it. He would be great. Okay. This guy's got a memory like a freaking steel trap, okay. and every memory is associated with a song. Okay. So, and I actually think it would be torture for him to try to pick yeah, three. Yeah. So if you okay. want to just – Well, we can put that th- – So he would be great. Um, and actually, boy, this is hard. So there's someone that I think would be really good. I don't know, though, because I don't know a lot about music, but I know about his music, but I know him professionally. I feel like he would have really good stories. And that's Mike Swindle, who is a county commissioner out in Hendry County. Huh. I know some swindles out there. Well, you, yes. <laughs> yes. I, I do. I, uh, the, uh, Jimmy owns the machine shop. They're probably related. They're probably related. Okay. And then so, number three. Number three. Anyway, I feel like Mike would have some really funny stories. Um, boy, number three. Oh, gosh. This is hard. You should tell people about this before. I will start. Start, start with people. the sharing and then filter. The sharing. Who am I going to share it with? Well, I feel like um, in my – well, in my office – our scholarship coordinator, her name is Melena Moat, and she's had a really interesting life. And I feel like she – and she seems – she always is posting songs that she's okay. listening to and stuff. So I think she might be really good. OK. Well, we, uh, will, we will have you connect us with them and yeah. we will do our best yeah. to make that happen. I'm sure that my, my team in the office is going to listen because they all, they all watch me fly out the door to come here. So Yeah. Well, and make them all listen separately so we get as many downloads as possible. I will. I'll say we're not allowed to listen to it together. No, we let them listen to it together. And um, OK. That's it. Any final thoughts? You did it. Thank you so much. It was way easier than I thought it was. Well, like be. being in here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See, we make it easy. Yeah. Well, it's thank really you. Nice. It was fun. Cool. Thank you. Okay. This is Tessa, and I just thought of a fourth person that I want to call out to be on the show. His name is Zach Dobbins. He's a local celebrity. Hi, Zach. Bring him on. We make this show in the WGCU studios on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Richard Chinqui is co-creator and producer. Tara Calligan is online content producer. Chris Duffus is executive producer. Our theme song was created by Dave, Dave, Dave Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. Hey, everybody, just a friendly reminder to like us on Facebook. We are approaching 500 likes or friends or whatever you call it. And uh, keep your eyes on Instagram. We're presumably heading there next. And also go to Apple Podcasts podcasts and give us a rating that actually helps us out a lot and if you like what we're up to tell a friend and be sure to subscribe to three song stories
this week's parting tune, I'm going back to the mid to late 90s, about halfway between LaBelle and Clewiston, which, if you know the local geography, is pretty much out in the middle of nowhere. My old friend Chris lived in a trailer on his family farmland about a half mile off the road. His nearest neighbor was the two gas pump shell station at the end of what was sort of his driveway. We used to listen to a lot of music out there and had lots of good times. He had this giant PA speaker that could be turned way up. And because of his lack of proximity to other human beings, we could turn it way up. At night, we would go on walks across the land for quite a distance, with it still clearly audible in the distance. Well, at some point, I stumbled across this weird album called Squeeze This, with an exclamation mark by a something-like 13-piece accordion band called Those Darn Accordions. It has some real gems on it, like the Ballad of Lawrence Welk. But the song that I always return to, and that I can imagine just blaring out of that giant speaker as we wandered around, likely with a cold beer in hand, is this one. It's their take on The Devil Went Down to Georgia, with, of course, an accordion duel between their female leader, whose name is Big Lou, and the devil. Ah, those were good times. I'm Mike Canary. Keep listening. Next time on Three Song Stories. All right, well, let, me, <laughs> let me get my harmonica real quick here, get the right key. I've been warped by the rain, driven by the snow. I've been drunk and dirty. Don't you know I'm still, I'm still willing 